Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast or welcome if you are new. So excited to have you here listening. My name is Abby Aslan and I am the host of this podcast. This week, we're just doing a chill Q&A. I had y'all ask me questions on the podcast Instagram, which is just at Gen Z Girl Podcast, so be sure to be following that so you can participate next time. I like doing Q&As every, like, few months. Ideally, I'd like to do them one a month, but I almost always get, like, I'd say, like, half the questions are re- repeated, like, that I've answered before. Um, so I really don't want to do them that often, but ideally, I would like to do them that often. But I like doing them every now and then, and I realize I haven't done one in a little, in a few months, I think, so... And I also just did not, I knew I wouldn't and I do not have the mental and emotional capacity to plan out an episode after like finishing college this week. I feel like my, I don't know if it's my mind or my heart that like has, is processing things right now, but one of them isn't feeling things. I guess it's my heart because I like feel in my head, I'm like telling myself like, that this is sad and emotional and like our last friends that were here just moved out like basically this like super early this morning and stayed with us last night so like all these things are happening like I had my last class and then like my last time being around all my classmates and our last friends that are here moving out within like 24 hours so a lot happened and I knew that when I'd be recording sitting down to record this it would just not be good for me to like actually be trying to like plan something out so I thought a Q&A would be better. But yeah, I feel like my brain is processing things a lot faster than like my heart is because I feel like I'm not actually feeling any of it yet, but I am thinking about it constantly and like it's just the most bizarre thing. But um, before we get into the questions for this week, I wanted to share the quote for this week's episode. It's really funny. I feel like normally I have a hard time deciding on which quote I want to use, but then this week I it took me like 30 minutes to actually find one because for some reason everything on my Pinterest was extremely cheesy and I was like what is going on so um and then I like tried to go to my Instagram and like find something I was like what is going on why can't I find any good quotes right now but I think it's because I was trying to find one that relates to like what I'm going through right now just like you know new beginnings and everything like that but I feel like last week's episode kind of did that so anyways the quote of this week's episode is if I am to feel sure of anything I must learn to feel sure of me and I just thought that was a really simple and sweet quote that's something I'm always trying to do you know just like being sure of myself and the decisions I make in my actions and just you know, being someone whose confidence reflects and like their ability to just always show up as themselves, I guess. And um, I just really like that quote. And my goal for this week is to not work. That is quite literally my goal because I am going home tomorrow morning and it's currently 930 at night when I'm recording this. And I literally have so much to do before I leave in the morning. I'm like literally pretty much laying in a pile of laundry as we speak (laughs) that needs to be folded 
and need to like actually pack my stuff and like fold laundry and just you know I've been basically trying to get all of my work done before I go home so that when I'm home I can just relax I'm gonna end up having to record one podcast episode there and I'm going to um probably have to do some other stuff for YouTube and everything but I've like edited two videos in the last 24 hours and I'm like recording this podcast and then after this podcast I'm going to make the podcast Instagram content for the week because I'm just like I need and want to rest before like I move to Texas and you know everything gets hectic with the CPA and I just want to be so far removed from actually having to do work for a week and um so that's my goal And I know I'm not going to be able to completely be away from it, but I'm trying to just, even if I don't get a lot of sleep tonight, I would rather have all this done than have to work on it through the week. So that's that. And my gratitude is that I'm finally done with college forever, unless I decide to get a PhD, but I don't think that's going to happen. Just crazy, crazy feeling. I just finished up editing my like last college vlog ever. And I went and, like, pulled footage from my last day of class on, or from my freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, and senior year. Um, And that kind of, like, is the intro of the vlog. And it's, like, a week in my life. And it's just, it was, like, kind of emotional, like, going back and looking at that. But I was honestly more freaked out than I was emotional just because I, I remember filming, like, the freshman year last day clip. Like, it was yesterday. And I'm just, like... So you're telling me four years has gone by since I filmed that. That's a freaking lie. <laughs> I just, it, it's insane. Um, and I've been, ta- I like talked about it. I swear every day of the vlog, it's so funny. When I was editing, I had to like cut it out because it got annoying because I kept saying, it's so crazy. This doesn't feel real. It's so crazy. <laughs> this doesn't feel real. Like every single day <laughs> and especially on like the last day of class and then the day I finished my final and um it's true though I mean it really doesn't feel real and it's not going to for a while like I know that's how it goes but anyways um yeah I'm thankful to be done I'm thankful for each and every one of you that's kind of like been here through it all the whole way or some of the way or maybe you just joined the journey but I mean y'all have a lot of y'all have like really grown up with me through college and um it's just crazy to think about because I'm like just not the same person I was you know freshman year of college so to think of like how much growth has happened and how many of you have like been alongside me for that it's kind of crazy to think about um but I'm really thankful for all the support like from all of you nonetheless whether you've been supporting me for all four or five years I've been on social media and stuff or if you just started supporting me today like I love you and I'm thankful for you um but let's go ahead and get into the q and I used to go through questions and like plan out what I was going to say in Q&As and like have like a outline and everything but I kind of realized I didn't like doing that because I felt felt like I would try so hard to have like the perfect answer that I may would be like fabricating it to what people would want to hear versus like what I actually like want to say um so I, I've kind of started doing my Q&As more like candid as in like literally just looking at the questions and saying like what comes to mind. So that's how we're doing it. That's what's going to be done. But the very first question I'm going to answer is how to not overcommit your time to other people. So this kind of all boils down like when I first saw this question, I was thinking about boundaries and how I talked about boundaries two weeks ago in an episode. 
Um, and I really enjoyed that episode and I highly encourage you to listen to it. The one that's like talks about like your, um, I, I can't even remember the title of it right now. Actually just go back two episodes before this one. <laughs> but I think about boundaries because so many of us are so like slow to set up boundaries to where we will like, you know, make time for ourselves and everything because we think that we need to give to everyone else and then give to ourselves when it comes to time and effort. And it's not really supposed to be that way because how are we supposed to give our best selves to other pe- to other people like our friends and family and everything if we aren't even, you know, giving that time and effort and energy to ourselves first because you know, we have to I've always said, you know, you you can't pour in other people's cup if your cup isn't full or full enough to do so. And um I think overcommitting, I think that's what you're asking with overcommitting your time to other people, just basically like saying that you're, you know, not really give or factoring in enough time for yourself and that it's more so like, you know, you're just really putting too much time and energy into others. You just have to have respect for your own time and for yourself at the end of the day. And I think like setting those boundaries is something that's that requires like a lot of like actual inner work and effort of recognizing when you're feeling like you're you know taking it too far and giving too much and then being able to pull back and then like creating time and space for yourself every week or every day even and making sure that you know you're giving yourself that time that you deserve and need in order to give others proper time too I hope that's what you were asking um I may be interpreting that wrong because I tend to do that whenever I do things on spot but The next question is not finding worth in productivity. I have this problem to a great extent. So this is so hard because I used to, I remember like whenever I would vlog like my sophomore year, I would feel like a literal piece of dog crap if I didn't have like a studying clip in my vlog or if I didn't, you know, do something productive in my vlog. And like I realized it was a problem when I started thinking that way about my days in general and not just like if I didn't have it in my blog and then I started thinking if I didn't do it in general that day I was like oh my gosh like you know I felt worse about myself and I didn't really have you know I I don't know my worth was tied up in all the wrong things and I've talked about this in a podcast episode as well it's so hard when you're so involved in different things and you have a lot expected of you and you're someone who ties a lot of that self-worth and just ambition and pride to when you actually achieve things and accomplish things and you have to remember at the end of the day that like you are enough as is and nothing you physically do and complete and succeed in is going to contribute any more to your worth or take from your worth you know like you are enough (laughs) and you just have to that's like when I saw this, I just, like, thought about literally looking in the mirror and, like, telling yourself every morning, like, I am enough, I am enough, and repeating it to yourself, and I've had to do that at times, like, with the journaling and stuff, like, where I've just really felt like when my days weren't as productive as others and, um, or if I just wasn't getting as much work done, I just, it was so hard for me to just instantly not start being hard on myself, and, if you aren't giving yourself grace to have days where you don't get as much done as other days and you aren't giving yourself the grace to rest and relax, like, 
You're never going to have a healthy relationship with productivity and work and your career in general. So it's important to sort of establish that mindset of knowing you're enough without completing anything and doing anything and just showing up as you are. Like when you wake up in the morning before you've even accomplished anything, you are enough. And like telling yourself that before you go to bed when you wake up in the morning and just drilling it into your head so that you can hopefully stop those thoughts that tell you that you your worth is less just because you know you're not being as productive and for me like what was so life-changing is when I realized that my productivity is so much better when I actually give myself enough rest and the right kind of rest not like scrolling on my phone rest or binge watching tv rest but like taking care of myself by doing things I love that like actually make me feel better that I don't tie to the word productivity once I learned how important those things are and how they actually help my productivity I sort of stopped having those thoughts where I was tying my self-worth to my productivity because I was no longer feeling guilty and my standard for being productive was a lot different because I was getting I started getting a lot more done in less time and I found I wasn't as drained after doing things because I was taking care of myself properly if that makes sense. So hopefully that helps. The next question is how do you feel about moving to Houston and what does your fam think of it? Um I don't know how I feel because it's weird because I keep thinking about it and it feels like a summer move because I'm moving. It feels like how it felt when I moved for my summer internship like three years ago um, to go there because I moved like the same exact time and well, actually I'm moving a month later, but I moved around the same time and everything and it just kind of feels like I'm going there temporarily and I really think whenever like August, September hits, so after I'll have only been there for a month or two, it's really going to hit me that like no, this is, like, for the time being, you know, like, this is indefinitely going to be where I'm living, unless, you know, something came up and we moved somewhere else, which I don't see happening, um, and I just haven't really processed that yet, just because it does feel like a summer move. I'm very, very, very excited, because y'all don't understand, I mean, some of y'all do understand, but when I say y'all don't understand, I'm just using it as, like, a figure of speech, but, like, y'all don't understand how, exciting it is after growing up in Panama City Beach which is just like a tourist town um not that much to do shopping is pretty terrible the food is there's like five or six food places I am head over heels for and then other than that I'm like you know it's whatever so growing up with that and just like a small pretty small beach town I mean it could be a lot smaller obviously and everything but it's still small compared to Houston (laughs) And then going to a college town like Tuscaloosa that's actually very similar to Panama City Beach in the way it's just like a college town. It thrives on the college kids and the way that Panama City Beach thrives on tourists. So the same kind of dynamic. To be going to a city like Houston is so exciting because coming from Florida, not that many people who are from Florida have like pride being from Florida. Like they're like, yes, I'm from Florida and I claim it loud and proud like normally most people are like oh yeah I'm from Florida and they know that people kind of like shun it so whatever um I'm excited to go to a state like where people are you know like I guess happy to say they're from there because I feel like that's the way everybody from Texas is or at least everybody that I've ever met is and it's I mean it is great like there's so many great big cities and even just like the smaller towns like 
there there's I feel like there's just so much to do and there's so many great people so I'm really excited for that like just the excitement that everyone has to be somewhere and also just like being close to like sports I'm literally so excited for that because I never grew up next to any like professional sport type of things um so I'm really excited for that and I'm really excited to have a ton of like really great food near me I'm excited to be like close to the friends I have there I'm really excited to be like super close to my brother and sister-in-law I literally cannot wait for that um my brother's super excited and so is my sister-in-law obviously because we're going to be like 20 minutes away 20 or 30 minutes away from them um and my parents are excited for us and they're like really glad that my brother and I are going to be close to each other and we just love how that ended up working itself out um how you know like he's two years older than me and we're going to end up in the same area or whatever but I know that they're really excited as well and um I know that they my parents you know like eventually like when my brother starts having kids and like um once I get married and have kids and everything they're going to to want to be super close to us but that's just going to be like a down the road thing like oh is my brother still going to be in Texas at that point am I still going to be in Texas at that point time will tell so they're excited they're sad that they're not going to be like a quick driving distance for the weekend like Tuscaloosa has been away from me but they'll still be you know like a two-hour plane right away so they're excited but I have mixed feelings. You know, I'm nervous that I'm going to just feel overwhelmed by how big it is because it is literally a huge city. And I'm also just nervous to just honestly with the weather, like getting adjusted to like it being hot, like 90% of the year is going to be really hard. And yes, it has kind of been like that in Florida most of the time growing up, but it definitely gets cooler in Panama City than it does in Houston. And I don't know I just I like to actually have seasons so Houston's like the worst place to move for that but it's fine um so yeah that's like a really long-winded answer but I am excited and I am nervous I'm nervous I'm gonna miss the beach like a little too much but I guess that'll just make it all more special whenever I go back and visit and the next question is best advice for feeling lost in college so first of all I want to say feeling lost in college is normal um don't like try to tell yourself it's not normal and that you shouldn't be feeling that way because it is 100% normal. I felt lost probably 75% of the time I was in college, maybe even 80 or 90%. And it's very normal because you're living a very interesting lifestyle because you really are like in charge of your day and like everything you do for the most part is entirely up to you. So it's overwhelming having that much power over your own day and direction over your own day so feeling lost I think one of the best things you can do is actually like be proactive about feeling lost and like try to actually like structure your days and add things in your days that like add value that will help you feel like you're contributing towards something whether that's you know contributing to your education and like working harder or contributing to your future career contributing to something that just fulfills you and makes you feel whole implementing those things in your day can really help you feel a lot more of a sense of purpose when you're in college and that can kind of help you get through the four years like for me personally I felt like when I volunteered through the lift program through all four years of college that provided me with a sense of purpose outside of like my YouTube channel and what I did on social media and outside of like my education and it wasn't tied to any of that like I was doing that because I wanted to and because it made me feel good and fulfilled and it really just 
always, you know, put things in perspective for me and it really helped me learn a lot. So trying to find something like that, and it doesn't have to be something you necessarily volunteer for, but anything that you can do, like it doesn't have to be daily. It can be like once a week or every two weeks where you are like contributing like to something in your life and maybe even someone else's and it's adding value in some way that's not necessarily tied to your education because I think if you're only doing things that are school focused it's really easy to feel lost because a lot of the times we don't even feel 100% certain in what we're doing in school like I never really felt all that certain about accounting and you don't want to have everything revolving around what you're studying because that's just going to keep you feeling lost so if you can find other things that don't necessarily relate to what you're studying and do those things it can just provide like a purpose on the side that will just kind of give you that calm feeling of like okay I am doing this for myself and you know it provides a little bit of direction but feeling lost is totally normal so I think you know really just assessing it and like asking yourself you know why why do I think I feel lost do I feel like it's related to my major to my environment um to my habits to the way I live, like the way my routine is, because there's so many different things that could be contributing to you feeling lost. Um, I think a lot of people, when I think of feeling lost in college, it's usually related to like what they're studying and like what they're even doing with their life, but also just find comfort in knowing that you have to feel lost in order to like find your way because you figure things out along the way. And feeling lost is totally normal because part of like feeling like you've figured it out and like found everything is taking those steps while you're feeling lost to just make one decision at a time and that will gradually get you to where you need to be so just know that each decision you make is going to be a step in a direction it may not be the direction you initially thought it was going to be but as long as you're being proactive and you're actively you know like making decisions and taking steps and you're not just staying stagnant and like not putting in any effort and you know just kind of like putting everything on autopilot through college I think you'll eventually get to a place where you may not feel like you've got it all figured out and you know what you're doing but you at least feel comfortable that you're on a good path and I think being on a good path is a lot more important and should be stressed more than quote-unquote knowing what you're doing with with your life which is what everyone stresses in college and that's something that's always pissed me off is like when people ask like oh like what are you doing with your life or like what are you wanting to do with your life and like all this stuff like can we normalize just being on a good path and maybe not knowing our end destination and our end goal but knowing that we're working towards it and that being enough like I just wish that that was just okay like people always want more than oh I'm on a path to, you know, hopefully get my degree in this and then from there we'll see where it takes me. Like as long as you're making those decisions and putting in good effort, like you can say you're on a good path and that is more important than saying you have it all figured out because everything could change in an instant. So having it all figured it out or figured out isn't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily have to be the goal. So remind yourself of that too whenever you're feeling lost you don't have to have it all figured out to be in a like a good place. I think that you can just be on a good path of, you know, making good decisions and like focusing on where you eventually want to be and working towards that is more than enough. So hopefully that advice helps. And the next question is, 
advice for how to stop feeling lonely with classmates and feeling like you're not smart. So feeling lonely with classmates is so hard. Like, ugh, I hated so much my freshman and sophomore year going into some of my classes and like a lot of people would know each other. And I just felt like I was the one of like two or three girls who just didn't really know anybody else in the room while everyone else knew each other. And it was always super frustrating and I think the best way to not feel lonely in those situations is, you know, like always sit in the same spot and like try to sit next to someone who may seem like they're in a similar situation as you. Like if you notice that they're not really talking to anybody or they just may seem a little shy or something because they will probably be so grateful that like you took the initiative to say something to them so that they know somebody because they're probably having the same exact thoughts as you. And that's what I always did. Like, I never would go and sit next to the group of girls that all chatted with each other and knew each other because it was intimidating, which I could have done that. And I'm sure that I could have made more friends doing that and everything and that it would have been fine. I don't think that they would have been necessarily mean or anything, but it's just more intimidating when you see a group of people who know each other and you're alone and you're going up to it yourself. So I think if you can, like, kind of eyeball it and figure out you know like okay who do I feel like you know is maybe feeling the same way I am then sitting you know kind of near that person and then just you don't have to become best friends with them and that's the other thing like I felt like I I remember my freshman year I felt like anybody I sat next to next in my classes like we needed to become like good friends and that's not the case like sometimes they'll just be nothing more than someone you say hey to in passing in the hallways and have like a quick conversation like between classes with and before class starts and after class ends or a study buddy I had so many people throughout college that were like that like they were no more than someone I would study with or have conversation with before and after class and say hey to them in the years later whenever I would see them in the hallways and that's okay and I think that that's a really easy way because it doesn't really require a ton of like extra effort to just sort of befriend somebody and you know get to know them so that you have someone to talk to before and after class and necessarily about the class and I think that you know it can be a great thing because it can turn out to be like a really good friendship and if it is nothing more than just being acquaintances in class and that's fine too but I think that's like my biggest tip for not feeling lonely like with your classmates because I promise you there's someone else in there with you that is feeling the same way and um doing something about it is the only way it's going to stop like you can't just sit in your loneliness and not do anything about it and expect it to get better and with feeling like you aren't smart I feel like this is this is so hard for me to answer just because I I know what that feels like and I just feel like I never that's something I never really personally overcame and I'll say like I know I am a smart hardworking woman and it's all subjective because it's based out of comparison and that's the problem I would do the same thing like where I would go to class and I would get so frustrated because I could tell the other people you know weren't really putting in as much effort as me as or I would hear them say like yeah I barely studied for the test which they could they're probably lying like honestly half the time like oh I barely studied and you know this was my grade And when I would hear that stuff, I would be like, oh my gosh, I studied my butt off and I like literally got, you know, like a low B or a C or like whatever. And it would be 
frustrating for me because then I would start to have like that negative self-talk and tell myself that, you know, I'm not as smart as them. I'm not as good as them. I'm not doing as well as them. And all of that is based out of comparison. So if you can eliminate comparing yourself to the people around you and just compare you to yourself, that will give you get you so much farther because you're going to be focusing on how you have improved as an individual and your tests and your homework and your general understanding of the concepts you're learning. So instead of comparing, you know, like your grades or like your ability to answer a teacher's question in class to someone else, only compare it to yourself. So like let the standard be you and be okay with that. And that's something that I feel like the one area of comparison in my life that I like never really mastered. I feel like in a lot of other areas of life, I've gotten really good about like not comparing myself to others. But one area that has been rough for me has always been college. And I will say in grad school, it never bothered me just because grades weren't really like a big deal in grad school. Not in the sense of they didn't matter, but they just like people weren't as competitive with them in grad school. But in undergrad, oh my gosh, up until my very last day of undergrad of like literally senior year, I was constantly comparing my grades to like what other people got. And I've always, always, always been that way. And a lot of that has to do with me literally working way too hard in high school to, you know, be at the top of my class and that defining all of my worth. So just always compare yourself to you and you only and let that be the standard so that your definition of smart isn't being based off of other people and it's only you. Um, you know, you don't need to be basing that off of how other people are performing because that's not going to be productive for you. Okay. Next question is what to do when you feel alone? I have my boyfriend, but no friends really talk to me anymore. So this is hard because I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of times in relationships, especially kind of early on, you go through a phase where, you know, you, are so happy to like have a significant other and you sort of unintentionally devote all of your time and energy and effort to that person because it's an exciting thing you know like it's new and it's exciting and you are seeing that it makes you feel happy and love and all of these great feelings so and you want more of that so then you just invest more time and energy and effort into it and in turn if you aren't careful you may like accidentally not really like talk to your friends as much and I'm not saying that that's what you're doing but I know I've been through that where like I unintentionally sort of just only started really hanging out with like my boyfriend I would still hang out with my friends and everything but I would just choose to like stay in and hang out with my boyfriend like a lot more often than I would hang out with my friends and then I sort of like got that balance back after a while it's just in that beginning early phase it kind of happened to me in two of my relationships actually and I feel like that's just like a trait I have whenever I first get in relationships and I think that you know if you feel alone it's really important to be able to be okay with being by yourself and um if you have a boyfriend like it's important to be able to be okay and feel like you can be with yourself and that be enough Um, because you don't want to be like codependent on him for like happiness or for really anything like you need to be enough on your own and like be able to like enjoy hanging out with yourself and being alone because there will be times when you have to be alone so you don't want it to like feel like the end of the world when you have to be and with friends 
you know, it can be hard because I've had situations where it's almost like the friendships, like they expected me to or to get the same like exact amount of time or even more than what I was like spending with like my boyfriend. And that's always hard because it's like you can't allocate like all your time to a best friend, yourself, and a boyfriend. And that it it can be really hard to just sort of like figure all that out and have that balance. I think the biggest thing is being intentional here and just making sure you're like actually making an effort and putting an effort. And if you're not seeing that effort reciprocated, then that's when a conversation needs to be had with a friend. Um, You know, like if you, if you're saying that none of your friends really talk to you much anymore, you know, you need to assess like, okay, well, how often do I reach out to them? How often am I putting an effort to see them, hang out with them, talk to them on the phone, whatever it is? And how often are they doing it? You know, is it a situation where they're sitting there asking you and you're the one always like saying no, like I'm going to do something else instead? Or you're just not really talking to them at all? Or are you the one doing all that reaching out? And, you know, if it's really heavily one-sided, then a conversation needs to be had regardless of who it's one-sided on because that needs to, you know, there needs to be a discussion there of like, hey, like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Like, I've noticed, you know, you may be like a little distant lately and I miss talking to you, hanging out with you, whatever it is, like, we should catch up sometime. And if you don't really see any energy or effort reciprocated, then, you know, you've put the ball in their court at that point and it's up to them to reciprocate that energy back so or effort back and it can be really hard because I mean like friendships are things that just they really have their peaks and valleys and you know I I I know my best friend Logan from home her and I have always said you know it's not always 50 50 with friendships and relationships even like there are going to be times when it's 80 20 and 20 80 and that's just part of it. So it's wrong for people to say, you know, like if you're not getting what, if you're not getting back what you're putting in, then you just need to like drop it. If that's always the case, then yes. <laughs> but like if it's just the case for like a season of life because someone's having a hard time adjusting to something or whatever it is, then no, like it's your, like you need to be supportive like through that and understanding through that. And, um, I just think it's really important to understand that there are going to be times where, you know, things may feel, seasons may feel lonelier than other times and other seasons, and that's perfectly normal and okay, but the biggest thing is being intentional. The next question is, what is your, quote, essence, as in what about you has always remained the same, and who are you? I liked this question. It was, like, very unique. Um, What about me has always remained the same? Something that instantly comes to mind is sort of like floating and that might sound really weird, (laughs) but I've always just felt like I've never been super grounded to like any particular like thing or group or, you know, I've never wanted to be like strictly labeled or you know had like a strict identity does that make any sense I feel like I've always just floated and like almost wandered like I've, I, I don't know I don't know how to phrase it I think of like my friendships I've never had like a super solid like singular friend group like I've always had friends in different groups and am I part of friend groups yes but and they're not like my really like my one 
only group where all my friends are like my friends are spread out across just like it's individuals it's not really groups like I've always floated through that um for as long as I can remember and I just feel like I've never liked being labeled if that makes sense I don't, and when I say that I just mean like I don't like when people like pin like a certain term or like necessarily like trait or anything like that to me because I always I'm always changing and there are some seasons of life where I'm like super into one thing and then I'm not into it the next season like it's just I'm constantly changing and floating and um I don't know I guess that's that's like the number one thing I can think of for that question and like I think of how it whenever I realize that like people knew me as like a college vlogger and that's like what people identified me as which is true I'm not saying it's not true like that is true that is like literally the essence of my content that I make it made me so uncomfortable when I realized like that was what the box I was put in I don't like being put in boxes there that's that's basically what it is (laughs) I've never liked being put in a box I don't belong in a box that I am too fluid and like all over the place to be put in a box and I got super uncomfortable when I realized like in February or March that I was going to, like, of this year, that I was going to be graduating soon, and all of my entire online presence over the past four years has been tied to college stuff, and I realized that, and I got extremely uncomfortable, because I was like, wait, this is not what I, like, I don't, I don't want that to be, like, my box, like, I need another box, (laughs) please give me another box, but, um, just kidding, because I don't want to get in it, but that made me, like, really uncomfortable, because I realized that I needed other, forms of content and everything and like I know going forward I'm going to be really careful like making my content for like this next season of life and everything because I could totally see myself like accidentally like pigeonholing the work content and that becoming my identity and of course I'm it's easiest for me to just like film and do everything what how what my life is that's the easiest thing for me to do but I don't want to like put myself in another box if that makes sense because I feel like I kind of did that with college with my content and I didn't really mean to but I did and I don't necessarily like love that so next question is where do you see yourself in five years I will be oh my I can't think about that I will not be 28 years old okay we're gonna pretend I didn't read that question um I'm just kidding but I five years I'm not like a very forward thinker I used to be when I was like in mid to late high school and like early college I was definitely a forward thinker and I've kind of like realized over the years that it's just so you know unpredictable life is so unpredictable if you would have told me five years ago I would have graduated I would be graduating with a master's degree in tax accounting I would have literally said what is accounting and walked away um so (laughs) I don't really know what I'll be doing I hope in five years that I've sort of like started my own thing or become a professor one of those things that's all I'm gonna say like I've either started my own business or I'm working on it um or I am working towards becoming becoming a professor or already a professor um biggest tip for fighting less in a relationship my biggest tip is always I've said this before in an episode I think but always remembering that it's like you and your significant other versus the problem not like you versus your significant other 
And my boyfriend and I, we always have to, like, remind ourselves of that. And that's what's hard. Like, it's not easy to always view things that way. Because there will be times when one of you, like, messes up or, like, does something wrong. And you may not see it at first. And you want so badly, like, you may not see that you did something wrong or the other person may not see that they did something wrong and you're going to want so badly to point that out to th- to them that they're wrong or you're going to want to avoid like pointing out that you're wrong if that makes sense and you have to remember and as important as to like call someone out if they are like you know doing something wrong that's very important I'm not saying not to do that I'm saying <laughs> you have to remember at the end of the day like you're working as a team you are not like team one versus team two it is team one versus like the opponent which is the problem and that mindset I every time I like step back for a second and think about that I realize and how much more productive like our conversations are or like our arguments are because if we don't view things like that our arguments are literally the most unproductive unproductive things ever and we end up normally having the same type of conversation again later because it was never really resolved because it was you versus me and not us versus the problem if that makes sense so that's like super um important advice or must-haves for the first apartment um always just I think okay for the first apartment I don't know if you're gonna have roommates or not but I think that you know communicating with your roommates like the boundaries and everything like who's going to clean what, like how all that's going to work, common space type of things like cleaning up after yourself. Um, And even if you're living by yourself, one really big thing I'll say that's important is to just pick up after yourself, like take five minutes or 10 minutes at the end of each day and like at the start of each day. So just like tidy up and that will help you keep your space so much more neat. And I don't know if you even care about that, but I personally find that like my mood is so much better when I am in a tidy environment and everything and must-haves um command strips command hooks um a Brita filter probably because I doubt you'll have like a water filtering system a little mini steamer like for your clothes like a handheld steamer so you can like quote iron stuff with the steam um because you'll always need that um batteries and let me think I, I forgot about something Um, All the cleaning supplies, um, like detergents and soaps and everything. Um, There's literally, like, so many. I always hated, like, the first shopping trips whenever I would get my, like, new apartment or the new place we would live because we'd have to buy so much stuff, and it was really frustrating. Um, Tape measure is usually kind of important, like, especially if you're having to, like, measure out if things are going to fit if you're ordering things online. Um, But, yeah, I think... Those are, like, probably the main important things that I can think of right now. Oh, um, power strips. Those are important, too, because they're super helpful. And next question is, was it challenging having a dog in college? Do you regret it? No, I do not regret it at all. Like, not an ounce of me regrets it. It was, like, the best decision ever. It was definitely very spontaneous for me to get my dog, but... Um, I would have never done it if I was in a place where I couldn't like afford it or I knew it wouldn't be like reasonable for me. Um, and I don't think it was challenging, honestly, because I just don't live like a lifestyle that isn't compatible with the dog's lifestyle. Like I don't travel a ton or if I do travel, it's usually in the car. So like she can come with me pretty much anywhere. 
and um I will say I like couldn't go to like a lot of like away games for football or anything because of having her but I did I did end up going to like two and once I found someone that could like watch my dog that I like trusted and everything that made it easier and then also like my mom like if I was able to get her to my mom somehow then that like helped too but like I don't think if you're if you're someone who you know plans on like going out a ton like most of the nights of the week or just like staying out for extended hours of time or going to a friend's place for an extended amount of time like you have to know that you know you can't really do all that and if you're going to you have to at least like come home and like be with your dog for like an hour and like walk walk them and like feed them and be with them and give them attention and everything in between things so um that's super important um the next question is where do you find your sense of style how do you maintain originality and stay trendy I freaking hate trends. Um, I know I've talked about this, like, recently. And I've talked about in episodes before how I just, like, feel like finding style is just, like, so hard. Um, what I've been trying to do lately, I just try to, like, look at things. And lately, like, if I've been, you know, shopping or trying to buy something, I will, first of all, like, check my closet before I buy something and, like, see do I have anything that's, like, similar to this? Do I really need it? And then the second thing is I'll think of a year from now. I'm like, would I like this a year from now? And I kid you not, every single trendy piece of clothing that is like trending right now, I haven't, I feel like I haven't bought like anything that's like super out there and trendy because when I think about one year from now, I know I would not wear it um, or two years from now even. So I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to buy it if I'm going to be getting rid of it in the next year. Like that's literally pointless. So I try to like think of things that I normally gravitate towards which for me, I love like my neutral basic colors, but I also really love like pastels on me. Like pastel colors, like my literal favorite thing in the world. And I love wearing them. I love looking at them. I love just the general, the way they look in general and like how they look with things. And I also really love floral stuff. Like floral stuff will always be in style for me because I love florals. And um, I kind of just look at things from that perspective of like, what do I find I gravitate towards most that is timeless because obviously like I'll definitely gravitate towards certain trends but I try to like ask myself okay is this a timeless type of thing or is this going to be more of a trend type of thing and um I think finding your sense of style you know you have to have inspiration and everything like I see stuff on Pinterest and I try to kind of like find more outfits similar to that stuff and then like see if there's I can like create things in my closet like that but I also just look at it through the lens of, like, my lifestyle. Like, I really like being comfortable. So, like, I'm not going to, like, get a ton of outfits that, like, make me super uncomfortable or, or that I don't feel comfortable in. And um, I don't know. It's really easy to just, like, see what, like, influencers are, like, constantly posting and buying and getting and want to have and wear everything they do. But I promise, like, you'll be so much happier at the end of the day if you just, like, actually shop for yourself and the things, like, you really like and you really want instead of like what you see is getting likes on Instagram or like what you see is being bought the most because you're not going to be happy or comfortable at the end of the day if you're not truly comfortable in what you're like wearing and I feel like so many people just like hop on trends and they may feel uncomfortable wearing it and that's probably because it's not really something they truly enjoy and they're only doing it to fit a trend and you don't have to like fit any trends you don't have to fit a single one you don't have to fit all of them I think it's so much more authentic to just like you know wear what you want to wear that fits your style that's the most timeless for you like that's so much more efficient and 
cost effective anyways at the end of the day so that's kind of like my spiel on that opinion on cheat days and meals um I don't feel like I ever like labeled days or meals as cheat days or meals I feel like I feel like sometimes I'll like think to myself like oh this is like my cheat meal or whatever but I never like mean it super seriously like I don't say it to myself and then I say I can't have another one this week or anything like that um my I don't know I don't really feel like I have an opinion on this it's more so of like what I do is just balance um I'd say like I try to just always, you know, like buy groceries that reflect a good balance um, and have like whole foods. But then like if I want to go get ice cream with my boyfriend, I'm going to get ice cream with my boyfriend and I just like to have a good balance. And I don't like to think of things as cheat days or meals just because that like makes you instantly feel guilty. And I try to not associate guilt with what I'm eating, if that makes sense. So, um yeah (laughs) I don't really know what else to say on that um biggest red or green flags in a relationship love you big girl love you too um okay let's start with green because I'm feeling it so green flags I would say the way they act like with family um and like their siblings and everything and how they like treat them because I think that that like reflects a lot on you know the kind of family person they will be and I would say communication, um, like, they aren't only, like, talk, like, okay, wait, I'm kind of, like, phrasing these weird, so a green flag would be, like, good communication, meaning, like, they're not only texting you, like, when they need or want something, um, and then also, I think the way, I think looking at their friends is really helpful, honestly, like, green flags, like, being, like, good relationships with friends, um, and people, like, enjoy, like, being around them and everything, um, and I think, like, a green flag is, like, good work ethic, um, and I feel like I've said, like, a lot of my main ones. It's hard, because, like, sometimes people are, like, so deceiving, like, up front, and then, like, they're, like, a totally different person later on, like, I've definitely had instances where I've, like, talked to people like that, and I'm just, like, how have I been so fooled? but (laughs) red flags, um, definitely, like, people who can't be accountable for themselves, like, they're always trying to, like, blame something else or someone else for something, that drives me insane, um, because, like, that, oh my gosh, I can't, um, complaining a lot, like, just utter laziness, um, and, like, you can be, like, a, a person who, like, is lazy in areas of life, like, I'm lazy in certain areas of my life, but, like, I'm saying, like, general overall, like, laziness, like, not wanting to do anything good for themselves or someone else, um, and I think, like, too much, like, pride, obviously, is, like, a red flag, um, there's, like, a huge, huge, huge difference between, like, confidence and, you know, like, being too prideful and cocky, though, like, huge, huge difference, And I feel like when you meet someone who actually has, like, true, real confidence, it's actually extremely inspiring. Um, And it's totally life-changing. Because I've, like, literally dated on both ends of the spectrum of, like, literally no confidence. And then I've, like, also, like, had, like, way too much. So it's kind of um, once once you've seen both sides of it, like, you you know when it's, like, the right amount. (laughs) Um, And red flags, I guess the opposite end of like my green flags. So poor communication, um, lack of like trust, like 
from the get-go when they haven't given you a reason not to um and if they're like not good around like family or you know siblings or friends or you know they're constantly like getting in fights or something like that like that's kind of like icky to me um okay what wait I just read the wrong question oh um do you have any regrets so the other day I was journaling and um it was like the only stream of consciousness type journaling I've like feel like I've ever done I'm I'm literally incapable of just like looking at a notebook and just writing out my thoughts and feelings so I always have to have journal prompts normally but the other day I forced myself on my last day of classes to sit down and write out how I was like feeling and just trying to like be as raw and real as I possibly could and I ended up writing like two or three pages on just like choosing myself and I don't want to like go into too much detail because it was like extremely personal and too often I felt like I made decisions in college and really in high school too that had other people's best interests in mind and I think my just my overall biggest regret it's not like a particular instance of not choosing myself like a particular moment it's more so of like not learning to do that sooner like choosing myself trusting myself and like being confident in my decisions and like my ability to make decisions for myself because I have been the most indecisive human my entire life where I want other people's opinions and I let that heavily influence what I do and like my decisions and I am very slowly but surely like learning and being confident in my own decision making and like making decisions for myself for me and not based out of other people's interests like of course it's important to take them into a into like hand and everything and like consider how it's going to affect other people but other people's opinions don't need to be the basis of your decisions and that was like a that's always been a huge downfall of mine like how other people will perceive me like opinions of other people like all that kind of stuff um and I like wrote in my journal like something along the lines of like oftentimes I wonder like how things would have looked if I just like chose myself that might be like really deep and I probably like just shouldn't have shared that but I think about that for high school me and college me because there were definitely like a lot of times where I just like put myself last and you you can't help but to think like what would have happened like how would things look if I would have chose myself so that's my biggest regret is how long it's taken me to learn that and I'm still working through that so next question is why did you decide not to rush at a huge southern school not sure if you've said it before so if you've been like watching me on YouTube and listening to the podcast for a while. I don't really think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's literally just because it was, like, way too expensive. Um, I wanted to my freshman year, like, going into my freshman year just because everybody else around me was. I don't think I actually wanted to go through that process. Like, not a bone in my body wanted to do that because I didn't even know anything about it until after it happened. Um, I just wanted to because that's what everybody around me was doing. And I did not do it because it was too expensive. My parents said, if you want to do that, then, you know, you can pay for it with your own money. And I was like, well, I have none. So <laughs> that's not going to happen, especially at a big Southern school. And I'm actually like, really glad I didn't because as someone who I could just, I can look back and I can see how much of a nightmare that would have been for me. Um, Cause that's put me in a flipping box, y'all. Like I, I can't be put in a box. I hate it. <laughs> so that's not, I don't think I would have I don't think, I think if I would have rushed my freshman year, I would have felt like I was, like, just not with, I don't know, like, I, when I look back 
who I was freshman year, especially fall of freshman year when I would have rushed, I am a entirely different person. And I think like me going through rush would have destroyed me. And I probably would have like ended up somewhere where I didn't really actually truly belong. I feel like because I didn't really learn how to be myself until I started my YouTube channel and I had no confidence in myself. And because I had no confidence in myself, I didn't know how to be myself. So when I didn't learn how to be myself until like my sophomore year, that would have been more of an accurate representation of like who I would belong with. So I just think it could have been like a nightmare and it's just like so much money. I just can't even, now that I like have you know, like, I make an income, and, like, I have money, like, I still cannot even fathom paying for it, so that's just why, but, um, next question is tips for making friends that share the same values as you, lol, aka being an old soul. I don't know if you're saying that, like, you're an old soul, or I'm an old soul, we're both old souls, I don't really know, but, um, I think that, like, making friends with the same values, like, as far as initially making those friends go, being in an environment where you like you want to be like where you would want to be like hanging out with friends or like where you like to be because that's where you're going to meet other people who also enjoy the same type of thing like if you hate you know going to the bar don't go to a bar to make friends um and not necessarily like don't ever do it but like don't rely on it to make friends but so like if you're someone who you know like really likes reading or spending time outside go to a park or you know, go to a freaking public library. I don't know. That's like a very specific example. But I think that, um, nope, sorry, my microphone just fell. So if y'all just heard that, (laughs) sorry. But I think that being in those environments is the best way to like initially start that. And with sharing the same values as you, I like have like such a wide range of friendships, like where, you know, like, I think at our core, like we all share like the same, like, values as far as like integrity and everything like that and like just honesty and trust and everything like just the core things like that goes but as far as like opinions and everything goes like it's very wide range and I think it's important to like have like a wide range because that like makes you stronger in your beliefs and just keeps things like much more interesting because it's very boring if you and like everyone around you is the exact same but um going off of that if you're just, like, meaning, like, the same, like, basic values as in, like, people, like, that you don't, like, fundamentally, like, couldn't get along with, I just think that, you know, going to those places and, like, making friends that way and just, like, being real about who you are and, like, yourself, like, don't fabricate who you are to appeal to someone just because you're trying to make friends with them and you're worried if they're gonna, like, like the real you or not because that's just gonna make you miserable at the end of the day if you can't truly be yourself around someone and then basing a friendship off of, like, a fake persona is not going to work and it's just going to end up like being exhausting for you and confusing for the other person so that's my tip for that and I got a couple questions about just like transitioning um and moving in with like your significant other like how is it transitioning into living with my boyfriend and then like tips for moving in with your significant other in general um if you can like for the first time you're like living with your significant other and I've said this before in an episode I highly recommend like having some sort of like separate space um even if you're in like a one-bedroom apartment if you can just like create a little nook in a corner for you where you can like have your own space to that's like your like your safe space because having an extra bedroom or like study space I think it's like even if you don't use it for studying would be optimal but even if you can't do that 
just having somewhere to call your own will really help you even if it's like literally a little tiny square will help you so much with making that transition um and just because it's really hard to go from like having all of your own space to sharing every single part of everything with someone and um I've been very thankful and blessed like to like actually have like literally a whole separate room that I can go in like if I want to and need to like I'm in right now and um I don't think the transition was hard honestly like I really didn't think it was hard um it felt very like natural and everything I think that the harder transition is actually going to be moving into our apartment in a month because it's going to be like really really small um especially compared to like what we've been used to and I'll no longer I mean I'll still I'm gonna like make sure I still have like a space for myself but I'm no longer gonna have like a room for myself <laughs> that I can go in or anything like that but I it'll be okay because now we've like accustomed to living with one another and I think just like the same way you would treat a roommate you know set boundaries communicate about like how you're gonna like take care of things and like chores and everything like that um from the get-go don't wait until it's too late and you know you have uncommunicated expectations of someone else and you're getting frustrated that they're not meeting them when you haven't communicated them so you know just do that from the get-go try to create a separate space and um you know if you can't create a separate space then know that you know you can like go on a drive if you need to like clear your head or just get some space or something like that so that's kind of like those are like my two biggest tips are like having a separate space for yourself and communicating from the get-go about like boundaries and how things are going to work those are all the questions I'm going to answer thank you all so much for asking them hopefully none of them were like redundant or repetitive I tried to answer like a lot more like fun different ones so hopefully that was helpful but I love you all so much thank you for listening to this week's episode be sure to stay tuned um for future episodes and for the rebrand coming hopefully really soon so I'm super super excited for it I finally kind of like gotten the gears moving for that so hopefully it happens like in the next month but I love you all so much thank you for listening be sure to join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group and the Gen Z Girl Podcast um or follow the Gen Z Girl Podcast on Instagram and I will talk to you all next week